0: This is the World Industrial News for Friday, September 2nd, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugar Land, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part four of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid.
1: It's going to know when to use the power. It's going to know how to use the power on individual reasons. And a lot of that is what we know technically... What we didn't know technically that was addressed by this bill is how to pay for it, because this is a lot of money to put into basically better living. The parallel to this is probably the interstate highway system. No state or city could have afforded a highway system that was so consistent across the US, which then furthered the idea of interstate transport and goods traveling by truck everywhere we're going to see the same effect on the new digital grid. It's going to understand where to allocate the power, and it's going to have the projects in place to do these basically all at once. Because if you don't, it doesn't make that much difference.
2: Well, perfect. You just, you just perfectly teed up my, my next question. Mona, you said you're going to get into it. Can you break down this bill for us? How do we follow the funds? What, what, how do you see this progressing? Absolutely. And so so first off, um, Pat mentioned electrification and and the fleet. Um, This bill has 65 billion power and grid, as I mentioned, but there's additional 54 billion for water and wastewater infrastructure, 17 billion for ports and waterways, 7 billion set aside for resiliency, 64 billion for broadband, 16 billion for Amtrak. And the list just goes on. There's there's $39 billion for public transit. Airports are receiving $25 billion. And then last but not least, the first electric vehicle charging federal spend in our history, $7.5 billion for EVs and then another $7.5 billion for buses. So I just, okay, I just need to take a sip of water after that because that's a lot of money that is going <laughs> from the federal government to the states. And so the electric sector is going to play a really prominent role in making sure, especially absorbing and helping bring about this electrification that the Biden administration has supported and wanted for so long. And in addition to, you know, these different pots of money that are at play specifically for the power and grid sector, the U.S. Department of Energy is launching a better, building a better grid initiative. The Building a Better Grid initiative is an effort to encourage the modernization of the nation's existing electric transmission grid. And so there is a focus, you know, around the need for more transition, more grid resiliency in order to achieve the goals of the the overall bill.
0: To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Given the perennial optimism in the blood of oil and gas leaders, it may not be surprising that speakers and attendees at a Colorado conference feel optimistic about operating in the centennial state. After different speakers said they were bullish, very bullish, and all-in at the Colorado Oil and Gas Association's Energy Summit in late August, it was hard to escape the sense that Colorado oil and gas companies were emerging from a long, dark night filled with uncertainties, mainly involving regulation of their industry. Economic activity for U.S. manufacturing remained unchanged in August, according to a survey by the Institute for Supply Management, indicating expansion in the overall economy for the 27th month in a row. Meanwhile, Industrial Info's project data shows project activity in the U.S. industrial manufacturing industry is on an upward trajectory. Green investment group Total Energies has signed an agreement with the Dongjo Chado Offshore Wind Power Promotion Committee to build a 400 megawatt floating wind farm in the waters off Mangol Island in South Korea. And Iraq's refiners intend to invest nearly $6.5 billion in 1.27 million barrels per day of crude oil processing capacity additions by the end of 2028. For details on